Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's 1999 where we talk about the films of 1999 from here in spooky times square in 2019 i am one of your hosts kenny Nyboort. Yeah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm Phyllis Gove. Uh, here we are. End of days. <laughs> I appreciated the commitment to the bit, though. Ooh, happy Halloween to all of our listeners. We tried to pick a spooky movie. And it's kind of spooky. It's not that spooky. But my voice is pretty spooky. It's something. God, I'm so excited. I love Halloween. One of my favorite holidays. Is it? Yeah, I think it goes. Uh, I, I think there are big three oh, okay. of hol- holidays, and I can't imagine anybody having a favorite holiday that's not either Christmas, Thanksgiving, or Halloween. It's true. Purim? No. Purim? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, no, yeah. I don't think so. I think, like, I mean, do people like Easter? I wouldn't know. People like Easter. People like Easter. Easter's got some chocolate eggs. Spring. People love those Cadbury cream eggs. I can't eat Gross. them. I don't know Gross. how to eat that shit. <laughs> um, and <laughs> this week is sponsored by Cadbury. Do people like, like the other one that I think people kind of like is Fourth of July. Yes. Um, Memorial Day. 
Just because it's got like the Memorial Day weekend. Well, Fourth of July is barbecues. Memorial Day is just kind of like start of the summer. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 Halloween. I mean, people like fall, so you've got Halloween, you got Thanksgiving, and then fucking Christmas. People like eating, and I love I love eating and getting shit. So Christmas is great because you get shit and you eat. Thanksgiving is great because you eat, and Halloween is great because you candy and dress up like weather. I love you know sweater weather is the best. Not anymore. Well, I'm, we're in the middle of a heat wave right now. Not anymore. Do you remember when it used to be cold in LA? All right. We're doing end of days. End of days actually did hit like. Yeah. Um, I, it was, uh, it was right in the Thanksgiving breach of release, this movie. They the Thanksgiving they, they breach thought, of release. They thought this one was. The industry term people. Whatever. Uh, they thought this, they thought this movie was going to be big. Should have been. It wasn't. Should have been. This is a good movie. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah, I was. I watched the fucking last forty-five minutes of this movie riveted. Didn't know it was going to happen. Super excited. <laughs> I was like, I'm just, I'm, I'm endlessly compelled. It, yeah, it's so I, weird. It's really weird. It should. I, I, so I saw. Did you see this in '99? Never saw this. Honestly, I didn't know that this was different from Collateral. <laughs> not Collateral. Collateral what, damage. Collateral damage. I was like, is this the terrorist movie? No, no. It's this not. is the. This is the Satan movie. This. I didn't realize he made a fucking Satan movie. Oh, he made a Satan movie. Yeah. Uh, this is a good Satan movie. He, he did. It's, yeah, I, so I saw this in 99. I was actually texting with Jan uh, yesterday, yeah, yesterday, about seeing it. Uh, we saw it in between classes. There was a movie theater near our uh, university. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a really dumpy, shitty, tiny, one of the, actually the first multiplex in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh and we saw it probably with a couple of homeless people in the theater with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it killed two hours in between classes. Uh, I, I don't really remember much about it. Just both of us just being like, well, I guess we'll go see this. It's not great in 99. I have a theory. Yeah. In 1999, I believe this was uh, this was emblematic of a type of filmmaking that people were very tired of. Uh-huh. The 90s Absolutely. action Michael Bay adjacent. This is really James Cameron adjacent. Set PC kind of. Set PC. Throw everything at it. Explosions and guns and Arnie. Yep. Right? Like, and I think people were very tired of this. Mm -hmm. Um, this very quickly gave way to the Jason Bornification of action Mm -hmm. filmmaking only three years later. 2002 is when Born Identity came out. Quote, Uh, like gritty. Gritty, but also like. Grounded. I would, I would argue like. They made the fight the thing. And yes. like, I don't think it's like, I personally think, think those movies are not good. Um, and I know I'm very much the minority on this, but like, I believe that those movies made the fight the thing and lost the story. Mm. Um, and, uh, I would argue they made the character the thing. Mm, I guess, but his character, I don't really agree. I, know what you're saying. I think they made the fight the thing. I think with the, the thing people remember from the Bourne movies are those incredible hand to hand combat scenes. Uh, which are like sure. cool, but also apropos of nothing to me, right? They they kind of exist. Exist. It, it's a it's a dance, and that's fine. But it's a dance. And when those did so well, and everyone was so excited by them, they became the thing. Um, and this became out of uh, out of vogue, out of fashion. I would I I agree with you to to a certain degree. I would say also part of it is. Um, the the pivot away from movie stars to a certain degree, um, you know the Born Identity and and even when Daniel Craig gets cast as as Bond, like 
this Arnie and 80s action stars mm-hmm. went out of vogue. Most most sort of like obviously you saw those people no longer having the same cachet that they used to. You still had Tom Cruise, you still had Will Smith. Like it wasn't as though you didn't have like movie stars in the early 2000s, but it did feel like watching this film felt like a bit of a relic, I think is sort of what you're getting at. I'm yeah, but I don't feel that but but what I'm what I'm trying to say is it feels like the tail end of a kind of filmmaking that everyone was really tired sure. of in 1999 and may have felt derivative of what came before it. In 2019, I found it really refreshing. Sure. Like 2019, I'm like, oh, there's this movie in this style that I love mm-hmm. unabashedly. I had never seen. Yep. Um, that was great. It's just a great yeah. movie. It's, I, I mean, I, I have my issues with it. Like, it's not a perfect film. I think we can say no, it's but it's like the best action movie we've done. Maybe. It's I up there. I think it is. Yeah, I'm trying to think of action movies we've done. I mean, The Matrix yeah, does or doesn't sure. count. But, like, if The Matrix counts, obviously that's one. But outside sure. of The Matrix, like, it's what? better than Show Factor. It's, it's better than The Mummy. Mm. It just is. It's better than The Mummy. <laughs> it's different than The Mummy. It's going for something completely different. I'm going to pull up our action movies. You go yeah, ahead. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I, I think that ultimately the reason this this movie sort of its strength and its weakness is arnie in a weird way like i I think he's a little out of his element in some of this film and i would i I agree with that i would i would argue that so he's in a weird place in his career when this film is is being made and by that i mean it's his first film since batman and robin he's had heart surgery uh, he's having a hard time getting bonded because of it. People are afraid that that he might push himself too much and hurt himself. Um, and uh, it's an odd choice, I guess, is what I'm getting at. It's a fulcrum point in his career because it's the last time he gets this kind of a budget, this kind of a uh, sort of... Um, it's not <clears throat> the last time. Because he had collateral damage just two years later. I don't think that they're in the same range, budgetarily speaking. It could be wrong. I'm not saying that he doesn't make bigger moves. I guess I'm just – this is sort of Arnold Schwarzenegger, Thanksgiving, $100 million. We are betting on Arnie in a way that I'm not sure people ever bet on him again like this. I, I think this was um, a fulcrum point in that this could have swung the other way. If this makes $500 million, sure. we get 10 more years of Arnie. 100%. Yes. And there's no governor. Yes. If this does what it did, yes. we get the petering out of Arnie and governor and a governor. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good, right? It all worked out. Oh man, what a weird world. Um, but it's also, I would also argue, it's a weird choice because up until this point, he's doing relatively family friendly movies. Like he's he's not really the R rated action no, guy not. as much so for him to pivot into not just an r-rated movie but a bleak grim film where he spoiler dies at the end is kind of an odd choice and not necessarily a bad choice but it's a choice and i respect it it's a bold choice on his part apparently james cameron had a lot to say about it for which i think is sort of interesting um he was a big he pushed Arnie into this film and or at least supported him doing this movie. Not that he shouldn't have done it. I'm just I agree. You know. I, I the 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 <clears throat> things the things you're saying are hundred percent true. No one has ever characterized the movie this way, right? <laughs> Everyone has just considered it to be a big flop and a huge mistake. Yeah. It's a really bold choice I and it's a really kind of it it was an an attempt to stretch what the Arnie totally. archetype totally. was capable of. And like which is cool. 
I kind of, you know, the, the only other time I think he really did that outside of the comedy stuff, which is a different thing, is yeah. True Lies. Yes. Right? Like, which he's fucking great at. Oh, he's amazing. Right? True Lies is basically, uh, it, it's basically the first time he played a f- fully formed character, I'd a, a say. Human. A, Someone close to a, a human. human <laughs> with human relationships, but also doing Arnie things. Sure. Um, and then he does Junior. And then Junior. Ooh. Junior. Um, <laughs> no, Junior's a bad movie. And, <laughs> um, I wish you could have seen how earnestly. Yeah, Junior's Junior's bad. I mean, like I could do the I could do a quick ranking of the of the Arnie comedies off the top of my head. Uh, Twins is fine. Kindergarten Cop is pretty great. On my top ten, of course, yeah. it's one of the finest movies ever made. <laughs> Kindergarten Cop is one. I can't believe that hasn't been remade. I hope it never gets remade. With The Rock? Honest to God, like... I mean, I, it has been, I guess. I'm about Kindergarten Cop the way people were about, like, you know, Ghostbusters. Like, I... Kindergarten Cop's If someone remade that movie, I would be like, hands off my Kindergarten Cop! <laughs> Don't fuck with my childhood! I know every line of that <laughs> movie, it's one... It, it's one of... It's, I'm not kidding. Yeah. It's one of the movies I've seen more than any other movie. It's, it it's, does it for me. It, it, it's great. It's also just sort of the... They weaponize Arnie so perfectly in that movie. Perfect. I'm the party pooper. The party pooper. At the beginning? Don't you remember that? I'm the party pooper. <laughs> the party pooper. <laughs> anyway. It's uh, so yeah. So it's just it's it's good. a it's a real and the villain in that that guy. That guy yeah, that haunted my dreams. Right. That guy should have been a big guy. End of Days is just such a hard pivot into a different direction. Mm-hmm. And and it it feels a little bit by necessity, which is that I don't know what movies he's trying to get and can't get made because of bonding issues and what have you. Like it does feel a little bit like his hand was forced, perhaps. I don't know, but it's hard to say. Uh, it, there are scenes in this film where you see him pushing himself, mm-hmm. um, specifically in that flashback scene mm-hmm. um, where he's just not up to the task. You mean like that? fantasy flashback thing thing yeah he, he's not physically there he's not capable of getting to that emotional place yeah um even though i actually quite like that sequence yeah he never really was yeah like that's just that's his, just not his thing it's not his thing. yeah no i know, I know. It, yeah. but 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 uh, sort of to the point this movie stretches him and pushes him to places that he's probably never really gone there's a movie that came out was it last year the year before maggie, maggie? Yeah. i haven't seen it yeah but it feels like that's the only thing that kind of scratches the same itch that this movie does. Yeah, and I and frankly, I wonder if this new Terminator is going to kind of go there. Yeah, too. maybe. I'm I, kind of excited for it. Yeah, I just read a pretty good review of yeah. it. Like it's, uh, I think it's like pretty. Let's good. see. Let's see what's up. I mean, like these other Terminators have been so ephemeral. Like they Geniuses? Genius. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a venereal it disease, does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> or at least a drug to fight it. A drug to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Geniuses. Uh, I don't know, what was the other one called? Rise of the Machines. Well, that was the third one, and then you had uh, Salvation. Oh man, that was the one where Christian Bale lost his shit and yelled at a DP or something. It's like so weird they've remade. So this is the sixth Terminator, and on top of that, there was Sarah Connor Chronicles. But well, they've erased all of it. This movie is apparently the movie that takes place it, after, after two. two. Yeah, I know, which is fine. Which sure. is I, I, I'm, I'm down with that. Fuck, they should erase all of it. <laughs> From our memories, <laughs> they should like those were those were bad moves. No, they're not good. They're not good. Um, but I agree with you that, that that this this end of day stretches him in a way that he's I've never seen him before. Yeah, 
which is again part of why I think people might have rejected it. Like it, it does feel a little bit like I remember the marketing for this movie. I remember thinking this is post seven, certainly going for a seven ish. Seven ish, yeah, yeah, I see that. Sure. So it's definitely kind of going for that, and I was like, maybe I'm game for this. I don't know. It's hard. So I'm thinking. All right. So as we said in the teaser last episode, there are a bunch of Catholic horror, a lot movies this year. There's some. There's some overt ones. There's Ninth Gate. There's Stigmata. There's this. Um, I. Even I mean it's not Catholic horror, but like biblical, like Magnolia has like mm-hmm. a very a, like overt biblical themes. Like, I mean, we are appro- approaching the millennium. It's, we, yes, we is, are. That is sort of a big big thing. And there's a lot of end of the world stuff, but there's less technological end of the world stuff than I would expect, and more right. like you know millennial end of the world, you know, just stuff. Christ is coming yeah. thing, um, which I don't really remember. At the time, well, I don't remember. Was that a thing? It. Well, we're a couple of Jews. Well, so, I just, <laughs> I just did you feel impending? Like, I don't even really remember feeling like, oh, God, we're switching over. No, because so I, I think I was smart it. enough to realize like that AJ nothing but a number. But yeah, you did. <laughs> I didn't think that was how God operated. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think on a schedule. I didn't think he had a fucking calendar. I didn't think he had an alarm clock up there. When it's two thousand, he wakes yeah. up and you know smites us. Uh, they try to deal with that in this movie too, in a very strange way. I think it was funny. Logistical, yeah, yeah Eastern I, time. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it was funny. Like, yeah. I think like that. I, I think the thing is, all right. So, so I, I want to talk about the Catholic horror, then I want to talk about this movie. The Catholic horror thing, like I, I, I'm tempted to say, it almost never works. Like it worked in Exorcist, obviously. Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby, and then I would say Seven is kind of on that tip. A little bit, yeah. And then a lot of the, t- and you know what? Then they did Da Vinci's, the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which obviously did really well. Huge so success. in a weird way, it reminds me of the pirate genre. Which is like so many times people have tried the pirate genre and it's been humiliating failures and like bankrupted studios. And then then Pirates Pirates of the Caribbean. Like there is something there when it hits people in the exact right way. It it hits big and that's why people keep trying it. But um, when it fails, it's like, do you guys guys even do Bible? (laughs) Do you guys even Bible? Do you even? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. It's also a little bit – it's a little alienating. in a different way. Hard to find universal themes on something so niche. A little bit. But Seven did. Seven yeah. found something in it that everyone can kind of wrap their heads around. Well, yeah. It's sins. It's you know, it's, it's, sins. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, yeah. It, it's it's very interesting how this film tries to sort of – it's very kind of kitchen sinky in the in the Catholicism yeah. kind of thing where they're just like, well, you know, priests and weird sort of, you know – rituals and i don't know but i think this movie i i i'm not to not disagreeing with you as much as saying like i think it's more focused than than that this movie is just a fucking remake of rosemary's baby like ultimately action movie yeah Yeah. ultimately it's the exact same setup it's a woman is going to be impregnated with satan's baby indeed and you get that like you get like that's so easy to wrap your head around it's so scary. It's something you don't want for Robin Tunney, who's like an extremely underrated actress. Yeah, she never got her due. Oh, extremely I underrated. I was always actress. a fan of hers, but uh, Gabriel Byrne playing yeah. also in Stigmata, like yeah, the world's yeah. you know the world's most obvious Catholic Catholic horror person. <laughs> um, yeah. Plays a priest in Stigmata. Plays the devil in this. The so, devil, you know, plays it quite well. Yin and Yang. 
Yeah, it's there's a it's it's a very sort of um like the 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 stuff that hit me immediately was oh this director has an eye. This isn't just thrown together. Yeah. This is like there's something here. Um the script is wobbly at times, but for the most part I was I was game for the aesthetic. So that's kind of what I was feeling in the beginning, which is like if this was if this script yeah. was shot for twenty five million dollars, yeah. people would excuse how schlocky it is at times. And yeah. I kind of decided to just do that. Mm-hmm. I kind of said, all right, what's the big difference if it's a hundred million dollar movie, if I'm enjoying it and I can just kind of yada 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 all the bullshit, mm-hmm. which wasn't that hard, yeah. uh, I can really just kind of enjoy this ride and like i did that pretty early on like i was kind of prepared to come in here like defend it uh on the on the merits of like let's just pretend it was a b movie yeah and then the last hour it just it just took off it's just a good movie it just took me with it once it really gets going i mean i think that it it gets a touch repetitive in sort of in the second act where you feel like arnie has killed or at least shot at gabriel byrne eight million times sure sure so once it interesting move shooting at the devil <laughs> constantly yeah um, <laughs> and, and it kind of works throwing <laughs> him out a window I know like it kind of worked I don't mean like it kind of but it's him down. it's a little bit of just the, the repetition of of injuring Gabriel Byrne at a certain point but once it gets subterranean yeah from that point on it's like the last forty five it's just a good movie. It's got like this is blasphemy. This is a blasphemous statement mm. I'm about to make. Okay. It's got some children of men vibes. Yes. Well, sure. He's protecting a, a woman who's you know. And like it doesn't stop. No, I agree. You no, know? yeah. like you know the children of men like basically doesn't stop for yep. the last hour. Yep. Like it, it doesn't look like that. So I'm not trying to say like it's yep. like on that level. Sure. And like so much of children of men did was 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 visually like yep. this movie in my opinion really suffers because it's so literally dark it's it's lit in my opinion so poorly that that it's hard to even pay it's hard to even like make out what's happening sometimes mm-hmm. but the movie doesn't stop like that last that last like fucking 45 minutes protecting robin tunney before the end of the world yeah. with the literal ticking clock like this yeah. shit just works for me yeah that's no, good stuff yeah it's got a lot of it's got a lot of really you know we'll, we'll, we'll as we sort of walk through the plot a little bit it's got it's got some really beautiful imagery. It's got some really cool stuff in it. Um, so I'm going to give a synopsis for people who haven't seen it. Uh, a private security guard finds himself caught up in an apocalyptic conflict. The devil's only chance of getting out of his eternal prison is to mate with a chosen girl in the last hour of the millennium. And the guard finds himself having to protect the woman from the enemy whom he does not believe in. It's an odd Google. Uh, that private security guard is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a poor synopsis. Uh, End of Days opened on November 24th, 1999 in third place behind Toy Story 2 and The World Is Not Enough. With a $20.5 million opening weekend, it would go on to make $211 million worldwide on a $100 million budget. So, you know, they might have broke even on this, but they certainly fine it's fine yeah You've seen bigger bombs we had certainly on this on this podcast end of days has 11 percent on rotten tomatoes from critics insanity and 32 from audiences it's 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 a little crazy but then i'm also like and we'll, we'll talk a little i have a little snippets of some of the reviews but it's interesting how 
I think that more of these reviews were on the fence than Rotten. This is the problem with Rotten Tomatoes, right? Which is the if it's on the fence, which way does it fall? And I've heard that Rotten Tomatoes reaches out to yeah, critics they do. Yeah. to find out if this was rotten or this was fresh, which is a fair. But if you're on the fence, there should be some sort of a middle tier. Yeah, sure. People think Metacritic is better than Rotten Tomatoes. But like, so, I think for our purposes, it's a useful tool. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. 11% does give a really good picture of where people were on <laughs> About this. this movie. People were, yeah. in general, I guess, don't go see this movie. It's a waste of your time. Yeah. I mean, Ebert, I, I went through Ebert's review and there really wasn't like a pull quote to pull out of it, really, because he was sort of just. The all reviews over the place. I read yeah. were a lot of like, uh, loud, this is loud nonsense. Yes. Which like, there's, there was no critical thinking about this, yes. which just doesn't seem fair. I agree. Uh, Empire said, End of Days is a fun all out action movie with a sexy millennial edge. Uh, director Himes uh, is as workmanlike as ever, though, as some of the action moments clunk a tad and the inconsistencies of plot are generally avoided rather than explained. Um, who cares? But who cares? Then again, we are dealing with a movie where the central plot is basically Satan's back and he has to get laid by midnight. So maybe such grievances are moot. Oh, cool. It's fair. Me and Empire, same page. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Entertainment Weekly said, there are moments in End of Days when you feel that Arnold's stunt double should have received co-billing, but then an aging action star is a bit like an aging bombshell. There's something noble in the way that he continues to flaunt what's no longer so powerful. Besides, we've all been with Arnold too long now not to stand with him while he faces the end of his days as the inevitable, or sorry, invincible image of Hollywood muscle, which I think is also sort of interesting. That's a nice review. Which is, I, I saw that. It gave yeah. it a C plus, right? Yeah. Which like, there are, frankly, like positive C pluses and negative C pluses. Mm-hmm. And like, that feels like yeah. a positive C plus. I mean, Arnold literally throws his gun down at the end of this movie. Yeah. Like, there is something bigger going on. I here. totally agree with you. I mean, this is, if, if you want to get into the, and, and we obviously should, the deconstruction of Arnie mm-hmm. as iconography and what it means to what it meant to be him in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. and then this turnover there there is in its own weird way this is the turning of a page of arnold too yeah which is him recognizing i'm fallible i've had a heart attack which everybody knows i've had so i'm not invincible i'm not and and for him then to do a role that requires him to sacrifice himself for the greater good is interesting on some level you wish this was the last movie he ever made on on you know what i mean now, obviously that wasn't the case but there's there's a nice finality to it or at least that it opened the door to more things like this but unfortunately neither of those things happened if this movie was made today i think audiences would have been far more receptive of it and I, I, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm going to say this at the end, but I'm going to say it now, like, watch this movie. Yeah, no, no, I, I highly recommend. Like, watch it. this movie. It's what, not if, a bad movie. If you yeah. like movies, watch it. If you like action movies, watch it. And if you like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, definitely watch it. Yep. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I agree. Like, I mean, when we do our top ten, you'll see like my top like four or five Arnies are like all ninety pluses. Like, he made yeah. some incredible movies, but like, this is not that fucking far off. No. This is a movie that. uh I think to your point earlier, if it had a slightly lower budget, which I think it easily could have got away with, mm-hmm. um, I think that w- you can see the moments where they spent a lot of money. I mean, it's there's a lot of exterior work. There's a lot of like just really expensive – that whole chopper thing and there's just a lot of stuff. I loved, loved it. Loved it. But that. I'm just – No, I know. I'm not saying you did. Like, I love that. It's they- pricey. I remember, I mean, I keep keep, tan- keep going on tangents, but I remember watching Ebert and Sis- Siskel and Ebert's review of Eraser. Yeah. 
Not a great movie. I like it. It's fine. But um, I remember them saying something. This is the weird things that I remember 23 years ago sitting and watching Siskel and Ebert's review of Eraser. Yeah. But I remember them saying like <clears throat> at the time Bond was kind of waning. Mm-hmm. And them saying the Arnie movies are more exciting than the Bond movies. Mm. They they have more exciting you know kind of gadgets and more exciting set pieces and more exciting action sequences. Mm-hmm. And this is an example of that. This is a – you know, more or less inconsequential action sequence in the first reel of a movie. That's that's just stunning. Awesome. Yeah. Like I never seen anything like it. Yeah, and it's, it's not it, and it's not apropos of nothing. It it makes sense within the context of how one would try to uh, <laughs> transverse this situation yeah. Yeah. he's found himself in. So yeah. it's cool. No, it's. I mean, I I agree with all of that. And we, we'll, we'll describe the sequence to you very shortly. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> but it's it is interesting to sort of see. The, I mean, I guess the, if you if you look at the trajectory of trajectory of where Arnie is at this point in his career, you've got. So last action. I'm just going to start with last action hero, which is in '93. Okay. Um, and it's it's a big flop mm-hmm. it's a big movie that everyone thought was going to be the biggest hit of the year and no one cared no one understood what that movie was no one got it it was it's too smart for its own good yeah, no one wanted to watch that, that it's it, just way too meta and they were just like i don't get it i want to see dinosaurs and they all went and see, saw jurassic park eight million times uh, which is fair it's an, <laughs> last action hero is weird because like it kind of sucks like it does. It kind of like conceptually, it's interesting. Conceptually, it's really the execution is. And I get like there's a huge cult for it, and people like you know there's been some revisionist history that's a great movie. Like watch that movie, it kind of fucking sucks. <laughs> but like, it's an interesting situation where they did all the kind of things that I would want to see out of like an a a, a second generation meta Arnie movie, but yep. they got so far beyond their skis. Like they, oh yeah, they, they fall over. Yeah. And that's how I feel. like they fall over and kind of lose the joke so many times. But. Well, there's it's I, part of the problem with that movie in a weird way is that the stakes are kind of odd. Like it's all just sort of is it real? Is it not? Yeah. It's very intangible. Yeah. Um, when and and also it should be said too that like Arnie's movies are usually pretty binary. <laughs> like they're usually like good versus evil. It's sure. just very simple. And that movie was I would argue too heady for its own good. Um, all that being said, he quickly goes to true lies uh in 94 which is obviously a big fat hit he's back you know obviously working with cameron um so in 94 he does true lies and junior are both in the same year true lies is about as good as a movie can be it's right it's about like i mean it has some stuff it has some sure it certainly it certainly has some stuff in terms of like like things that you know in retrospect don't look so great yeah the jimmy lee curtis stuff isn't so great at times and the villains aren't so great but like in terms of screenplay structure uh without the bells and whistles of science fiction or ip this is a screenplay that you or I or anybody listening could sit down and write, and it's fantastic. And there are so few movies like that, like certainly in the last 25 years. I mean – like Also some of the best action you'll ever see still. Yeah. It's, it is uh, – you know, the – my arguably my maybe my favorite action scene in the movie is the, is the bathroom fight. Which is oh, I love that unbelievable. Yeah, when he has the the camera in his glasses. It's just, yeah, it's just it's it's a great fight that then is sort of I don't want to say ripped off in Fallout. I, I really loved Fallout, but like that's 
I guess the other bathroom fight, but it's oh, just the other way. History of violence too. Sh- oh, sure. That would, yeah, that's, that's a shower, but yeah. Uh, but all that, all that being said, um, school ties. I know too many bathroom fights. <laughs> True lies has just great tactile action scenes, the horse chase, all sorts of stuff that feels classically Cameron. And then also a fucking crazy Harrier jet sequence at the end that you're just love. It. It's, it's just, it's, it's a great, great movie. Um, and he does that. He does junior in the same year. Junior is not a good movie. Uh, deserves all the credit in the world for playing a pregnant man. Wow. <laughs> sure, sure. Like, just like, yeah, with Danny DeVito and Emma Thompson. How, cr- like, how crazy is that? Now, don't get it's me wrong. Like, movie, The Rock would do that. Sure. People would do that today, but no one else would have done that then. Stallone wasn't doing that. No. Bruce Willis wouldn't have done that. Arnie and Emma Thompson's not a couple I ever imagined would be a thing. I love <laughs> smart Arnie. I love like Arnie with glasses. Twins Arnie, <laughs> Junior Arnie. I love the idea that sure. this guy like is a genius. <laughs> like it just does it for me. I don't know why. So, I mean, he's got the accent. So like yeah. sure I believe him with Emma Thompson. He's a genius. He's a genius. He's an Austrian yeah. genius. Uh so he does Junior, then he does Eraser, then he does Jingle All the Way, Batman and Robin. So this is sort of this is the lead up to End of Days. And I can speak on all those. Sure. Eraser pretty good. Jingle All the Way uh not that bad. Mel loves Jingle All the Way. It's not that bad. Um, and then the third one was Batman and Rob. Batman one of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> <laughs> it's just as it's, bad as movies get. I mean, you, <laughs> there's a, there's an argument for the diminishing returns that I'm kind of referring to here, where it's like you're seeing someone who they ran out isn't doesn't have it's just not clicking anymore. Uh, and then he has a heart attack, and then he does End of Days. And then he tries to do Sixth Day in 2000. He does Collateral Damage in 2002, Terminator 3 in 2003, which does pretty well. Um, but it's sort of the beginning of the end. And then we get uh, the governorship is 2004, post- right? 2004, yeah. So that, that makes sense. And he, so, he, did he do – how many years did he do? Eight years? Six yeah, years. Two terms. So in 2010, he's in The Expendables. So. And he was still governor, I think, when he shot that. Expendables 2, when he's legit in it, is in 2012. So he's out of the office by then. By 2012. So we get eight years of the governorship. Yep. <laughs> Could have been worse, I guess. <laughs> the guy's a big... It's in, just, it's a weird thing. Uh, it's a weird thing that, like, he represents a centrist Republican that we now pine for. Yeah. It's like... He seems like a Democrat <laughs> now. He does. He seems like a Democrat. <laughs> He does. He does. So, hundred percent. But, but all all of this being said, you know I just what? I bet to... he is a Democrat now. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, more than anything, I just kind of wanted to 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 lay sort of the groundwork for how end of days happens. You know, it it, it the the pieces had to kind of be in place for him to make this movie, um, and. It's kind of a movie that doesn't exist, sadly. It's a movie that, like, no one really thinks is a thing. No one talks about it. Um, it's a bad title. It's a bad title. Um, and I just think that it kind of was released maybe at a bad time. Maybe it should have been released at Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it instead, it's kind of right in there with, you know, Sleepy Hollow. And it just doesn't sort of pop then. People were just... I don't know if it was released at a bad time. I, people reading the reviews just seems like people were so closed off 
yeah. to the possibility of liking this movie. Hundred percent. That's just that's the the strongest feeling yeah. I got, which is I you know He's, he wasn't cool anymore. I'm over this dude. Yeah, it's it's sad to say it, but it kind of felt like you know it's we're 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 done with Arnie. Yeah. Um, and maybe he sensed that, and that's why he kind of he you know he does a couple more, but then he walks off stage and says, "I'm going to go be the governor." I, I I'm just trying to see what else was um, that. The weekend that it came out, um, obviously we talked about uh, the fact that it didn't. It got third place because it was behind Toy Story and, and World's Not Enough. But you've got Sleepy Hollow, you've got Bone Collector out at the same time. Dogma's also out around then. Six Senses, I mean, it's in its twelfth week or what have you. But still, like, uh, it's kind a lot of, of competition. It's got a lot to fight against. Um, but they thought Ernie was Ernie, and you know. They, Arnie? Arnie, that is, sorry. Ernie is Arnie. Ernie. <laughs> um, I think they just thought that he was more bulletproof than he was, but it's sort of what it is. Do you go through the plot? Yeah. Um, what in this movie, Phil? Well, before we do that, I want to I raise a question that Ebert raises in his review that I'm curious as to your thoughts on. Why does the Catholic League attack a sweet comedy like Dogma but gives a pass to End of Days? A sweet comedy like Dogma? That's, I'm using his words. Um, I know the answer to that. Please. Uh, dogma's blasphemous, and this is biblical. This is a biblical. Sorry, so the- explain the difference between those things, because <laughs> I'm a little uh, as as someone who doesn't really know anything about Catholicism. All right, so I actually wrote a little bit about this. Okay, cool. Um, I think. Let me see. Uh, I thought I wrote a little bit about this. Mm. All right, all right. This is what I was saying. The the genre of Catholic horror is particularly interesting because the basic premise is: what if the Bible was real? So it's legitimizing the thing. It, it, the, the idea of Fair the – yeah, it's, it's like what if this stuff that is in the Bible was real? What if the devil could really come down? What if the devil – what if the devil is this existential threat for all of us? Mm-hmm. So this isn't blasphemous. This is like textual. Where, whereas dogma is basically saying like this is all bullshit. You know, okay, fair enough. And I think that's that fair. I think that's why that, that makes sense. Yeah. That, that, that's a that's a that's a fair argument. Which is like just true for Ninth Gate, true yes. for Stigmata. Like these sure. aren't blasphemous movies. These are like you got to watch out for the devil. Like the devil, like could right. fu- the devil could fuck you up. Whereas Dogma's like watch out for the shit monster. Yeah, the devil in the end. <laughs> Dogma's like Dogma's like wait, wait, you won't believe what's in here. Like you, you won't believe what these fucking people will have you believe. Yes. <laughs> Um, and I look forward to doing Dogma. Yeah. Uh, but yes, that's the answer. That's I am surprised Ebert. I thought it was a little. I thought it was interesting. It that is he, interesting, but that he didn't sort of see that distinction. Is yeah. whatever. Um, this is also we should talk just very kind of briefly, or at least mention this is another Universal Studios release where they spent a boatload of money on something and it didn't really work out for them. Uh, we did virus relatively recently. Uh, it hasn't come out yet. It hasn't come out yet. We've, no one knows what a dump is. This would be a dump. This would be a dump if it wasn't actually a creep. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's a shame. All right. So, God, uh, there's a little tease. We're yeah. going to be doing these after Freaks Nick's. We're going to be doing these dumps. Yeah. Um, movies that we just, you know, Friday night dump. We don't. Yeah. We don't want to like, you know, stink up the real feed <laughs> with with these <laughs> shitty movies. And they're going to be movies that are like 25 percent of Rotten Tomatoes and worse. Yes. This would have been that. And uh, we only kind of like did this because it was like spooky 
and even a Halloween movie. But uh, mo- most of these dumps are really dumpy, like Virus. Virus is a that's a yeah. They're like dumpy, dumpy movies that we're giving like twenties to. Yeah. And this movie is not a dump. Yeah. This movie's great. It's kind of worked out. Yeah, but not well for Universal is my kind of my true my true. point, which is there was this moment in Universal in '99 where they had sort of smaller movies that did well for them. Your American Pies, your Best Mans, and then they went Best all man. in. Best Man, uh, Mans. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but, uh, and then they went all in on what they thought were very sort of, in its own weird way, both these films have a little, little bit of James Cameron in them. Um, I mean, at least the true lies people are in sure. these two movies, but they went all in on what they thought were movie star or big action movies that cost a boatload of money and then just did not pay out for them. And this is one of them. Um, so I think that's, I think that's something that's interesting. I think it's also interesting that this movie was directed and shot by Peter Hyman, yeah, the cinematographer, as well as the director, which I think is interesting. You don't see that very much. Do you think, let, this is really kind of a weird question, but if you were a studio exec mm-hmm. in 99, would you have greenlit this movie? Like looking at the landscape? I mean, I, I, I would have, if only because Arnold Schwarzenegger seems like he's still a movie star. You're lucky to have him on your lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I think you just, at that point... Why wouldn't you think that? Now, all that being said, uh, would I put that much money into it? I don't know. So I said earlier we would look at the um, yeah. the action movies from this yeah, yeah. this year, or yeah, at please. least what we've done yeah. so far. Yeah, because I, I would say this really is the best one we've done. But mm. the best. All right. So so uh, Matrix. Aside. Matrix is Matrix. Sure. Um, Matrix. The other one that that I think is better than this, like kind of unequivocally better than this, if you want to call it an action movie, which like you're weird if you don't, it's Run Lola Run. Sure. Um, and then you get into the studio stuff. Yep. Um, on my list, at least, the next best action movie stretching the definition of action would be Blue Streak. This okay. Is better than that. This is better than that. This is better than that. The next one, uh, again, stretching the definition of action, Deep Blue Sea. That's not stretching the definition of action. You think that's an action? That's movie? a straight up action. Movie. What do you think? You like that better? I, I like imagine. that better than this. I don't. Um, <laughs> World is not enough. Oh, uh, this is. I don't know, man. That's. It is. It that is an action movie. That's definitely an action movie. Yeah, it's just. I. I it's that's such a different thing. Sure. I. I would give World is not enough the edge over this. Okay. Payback. No, I like this more than payback as do i um what else have we done i don't know what we scored on any of these so it's uh, I, I basically these were these are 50s 60s 70s type stuff okay mummy higher for you than me yep. um hmm not an action heavy year wild wild well, west yet i think we still have a fair amount to cover not a ton just not action a big wise. action movie yeah, maybe either. it wasn't just yeah maybe you're right um so yeah yeah, I th- truly do think, you know, aside from The Matrix and Run, Roll, Run, I think yeah. this is like our third best action movie and our best yeah. studio action movie. Do I you get, think Three Kings is an action movie? Um, I never really think war movies are action movies. I well, think that's it's fair. A, I think it's a different genre. Well, you're more respectful, I guess, is ultimately what it comes down to as well, on a certain level, right? I don't like to think, because when I think of an action movie, I generally think of something that's a little bit more popcorn. Mm-hmm. So to your point, I don't want to think of a war movie necessarily as as entertainment. It's weird. I, I, it's hard to say. Like, for instance, yeah, I have this kind of pet, pet 
pet, it's not a pet peeve, it's more of a pet argument that, that Western is not a genre. Right? Okay. Western is a setting. Okay. Um, you know, like, it's, it's just not a genre. There's nothing like a, like that makes it a genre. Is war a genre? Is war a set? Like, it does, it doesn't feel like you can call Saving Private Ryan an action movie. You know, I, mean, I certainly wouldn't. It has action sequences. There's something about action movie to me that implies that it's not realistic. Yeah, that's you know. Yeah, I think we're saying the same thing. When I think of an action movie, I think of action stars. I think of Arnold Schwarzenegger, or I think of whatever. Uh, Even a grounded action movie like Payback still does not. It's not realistic to yeah, me. It's not an action movie to me. It's act like I think about the it's car chases. But. Think about one of the first scenes, and here, here's an example of kind of what I where I would draw the line. If it happened in the movie, yeah, and it would be national news, okay, uh, and it's not national news in the movie, I think it's an action movie. If it is national news in the movie, that's an interesting theory. I think okay. it. So, which is to say, there's shit that happened in, happens in Heat, for instance. Uh-huh. That's fucking crazy. Yes, but I believe in the world of Heat, the downtown bank robbery would have been national news. Well, it is on the news. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Whereas in pay, in uh, End of Days, for instance, <laughs> there's a guy in a mask shooting at Arnold from a fucking fire escape, yeah. leading the car, leading to a, a you know car chase and car accidents, yeah. leading to a, a guy in a helicopter being rappelled down and pulling another guy off a roof. I don't think that made the news in this world. That I, I yeah, yeah yeah I think I get your theory. So yeah. it, that's the theory essentially okay. that you, it builds okay. a world. Where things happen that don't like the like car accident, like like five car pileups or you know cars like going off bridges, like big fucking deal. So that's an action movie to me. If Fair it makes enough. the news, it's a it's a drama. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple little things that I are, that I love about this film. Uh, it was the last movie to be pressed in the laser disc format in the United States. Wow! End of days. End of days. End of lays. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first um yeah guillermo del toro Spooky offered to how chance. good that pun was <laughs> uh del toro was offered the chance to direct turned it down so was sam raimi so was sam raimi sam raimi went on to do uh for love of the game which we will cover at some point uh this seems like it would have been better with either of those guys and maybe even great maybe Yes. It seems like... I think that Guillermo would have given... I just... I, Guillermo's not an action guy. I mean, he is, but he isn't. He did... Uh, I think he would have just got really into the devil stuff. What was the movie he did with Mira Servino? Uh, Mimic? Mimic, right. Mimic has... A, like, Mimic looks like this. Mimic is yes. Subterranean, yes. and Mimic is... Sure. I get why he was off for the job, but I also get why he'd be like, I feel like I've done this. Yeah. And I also just feel like the Arnie stuff would have just not been interesting to him, and he would have kind of just moved on. Yeah. If you don't find Ar- Arnie interesting, you're not my guy, but whatever. He's not really my guy. Um, the alternative ending, alternate ending, that is, is that Jericho resur- is resurrected... Oh, uh, and after impaling himself on the sword of the statue, and then leaves the church with Christine. Test audiences preferred the ending where Jericho died, even though the resurrection ending was never released. It was used in the novelization of the movie, which I think is interesting. Okay, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. Uh, and it's the first non-Terminator film in which Schwarzenegger plays a character who dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and maybe only. Time. Only I haven't seen Maggie. Yeah, I think he might die in Maggie. I don't know. Uh, 
yeah, so so there's that. Um, what are your thoughts on the fact that Kevin Pollock seems to be playing the same role from The Usual Suspects? It's funny. Pollock and Byrne are sec- <laughs> our second of, and third yeah. build in this movie. Um, and Gabriel Byrne kind of playing a weird Kaiser Soze. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Pollock basically plays the same role all the time, except when he's <laughs> drama or comedy. Except when he's funny com- Pollock. Yeah, when he's funny Pollock, he's doing funny Pollock. Yeah. And when I liked he- him in this. I didn't dislike him. His name's Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> like Kanye, like Kanye's kid. Yeah. Um, I thought he was fine. I thought he was fine. I think like kind casting Arnie's fine. best friend yeah. is kind of a tough thing to do. Yeah. And they can't all be Tom Arnold. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's just a true statement that hasn't been said on this How podcast. How fucking can't great was Tom Arnold in that movie? Oh, I mean, he's perfect in true life. How I mean that that is that is weaponizing Tom Arnold in the best way you possibly could. I don't know what to I don't know how to explain how good I think Tom Arnold can be. Tom Arnold's great in that movie. He's great. What kind of sick bitch takes the ice cube? <laughs> I just <laughs> I I really I really wish Tom Arnold got a got a fair shake. Uh, I think he got a pretty fair shake. No. <laughs> I think he got a moment. He got a lot of moments. That's a bad statement by me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I just think he's I, I I, I think I know where you're coming from in the sense that it's – he's now a, it's a, a national joke. He's an yeah. absolute joke. Yeah. Um, at the time of his ascension, he was funny. And I feel like he just he just kind of wore his, his welcome a little bit and kind of made some bad choices. He also just is like, to me, the most normal-looking guy yeah. imaginable. Yeah. Like he is central cat. He's so plain and normal looking. I can't believe the guy like ever anyone even acknowledged his existence. I agree. He's not ugly. He's just so fucking ordinary. Ordinary. (laughs) And I love that about him. Like that's the thing I love. You should be his agent. I just like Tom Arnold. I don't know what it is. Um, (laughs) I'm the only one. Well, I don't know about that. But uh, here's a question. Did you notice – Arnie's accent more in this? Uh, no. Okay. Did you? Yeah. No, I, I don't know why. No, I don't think I did. Is it? I, I guess my the reason I asked the question is I wonder if because he planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Was really trying to do stuff as an actor in this that I guess my question is whether or not maybe he sublimates the accent when he can. And for, for I don't know. No one's ever posited that. 
<laughs> You're the first. Because <laughs> well, he doesn't like he's Harry Tasker in True Lies. Sure, of course. His accent doesn't feel as as aggressive as it does in this film, and I don't know why. And again, like I don't have anything against his accent. It's just in this film, he seemed to have a lot more marbles in his mouth than he does in in other things. Maybe so. I'm just for what that's worth. Um, so uh, the movie opens with a bunch of priests talking, as every great movie does. In I believe 1979. Yes, mm-hmm. talking about how a baby's going to be born today, and that baby's going to fuck the devil. <laughs> And that's sort of next week. Of <laughs> and and basically, so these priests are. There's a comet arcing over the moon, describing the eye of God. There's a whole bunch of shit yeah. that happened at the beginning to explain why they feel a lot like of priestly on this shit. On this special night, why is this night different than all other nights? They basically just sort of say, like, the baby's going to be born today, and that baby's going to have the devil's baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we see a woman delivering a baby mm-hmm. in the scariest-looking delivery room I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She should have <laughs> known. She the fucking lights yeah, on. She <laughs> yeah, she probably should have known this is like, not, this not the right grim, place to guys, do it. This isn't great. Yeah. It's, it's basically a, a, a delivery room where the only lights are the the overhead lights mm-hmm. of the actual like delivery. Yeah, everything is black darkness. Yeah, it's great. Uh, newborn baby in New York, of course. Like, what? Well, of course, the devil's. Uh, yeah, of course. The devil's uh, going to be course. born in New York. Well, because this is a, a, a like a almost literal fucking Rosemary's Baby remake. Yes, you know. So of course, I, yeah. and and that's the way you should do it. <laughs> yeah, right, you sure. know. Yeah, if you're gonna do it, I mean, just do it in New York. Uh, so Christine York is identified by Satanists, including her physician <laughs> and yep. nurse slash future guardian. Stepmother. Uh, Mabel. Uh, that she is the person chosen. She has a tattoo on her arm of it's some sort. It's kind of like an branding. Omega, but it's also like yeah. a snake. It's weird. There's, they do some shit with a snake to her. Oh, yeah. Right then away. they do, yeah, th- yeah, they do this whole like rattlesnake. They uh, take her into Udo like this. Here, does it? There's like a, yeah, there's like a special Satanist room at this hospital. Where all the Satanists are allowed to just hang out. Yeah. And they... Uh, the they, nurse takes the baby after being delivered down to the Satanist room. Yes. The nurse takes the baby to the Satanist room. There's some more Satanists. There's a snake. Yeah. He just fucking Tears rips the snake open. Feeds the blood to the baby. Sticks the ba- the blood right in that baby's mouth. It's weird. Uh, but then, then then she takes the baby back. She's like, he's all clean now. It's, She's all clean it's now. It's certainly weird. It's weird. It's weird. But like big props, fucking big studio movie, <laughs> snake, snake blood <laughs> in the baby's mouth. Five minutes in. And we're we're feeding snakes. There's some blood crazy to baby. ass shit in this movie. <laughs> so yes. Uh, so then um, a demon appears out of the manhole fire, which actually looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The effects in this movie, um, and there's only kind of a handful of moments where they where they go like full CG that don't like when the big beast thing shows up at the end. Only okay. We've seen worse. We've seen worse, yeah. but it's also oh, I've like, seen better. Um, but the this. The, the, I guess what you would call this demonic presence that comes out of the manhole looks like a shimmer. Kind of looks like uh, something out of uh, like the abyss. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, there's, there's. I feel like there's. You know what I'm saying? You know what it remind, reminds me of? Um, like the energy in Donnie Darko. Sure. That comes from his stomach, mm-hmm. like saying where his path is. It's that yeah. kind of like. Yeah, it's that it's like kind of like glassy, kind of mirrory sort of CG thing. 
that yes. look cool. Yeah, it's translucent, yeah. but also like there's a figure, whatever. Yeah. Like it's the and devil. Gabriel Byrne has turned into an Edgar suit, basically for the mm-hmm. devil. That's a word I've never heard. Edgar suit? Yeah, from Man in Black. Oh, I guess I've heard it. I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, I, I don't know if it's a terminology. I was just. Yeah, know, that's good. That's good. So yeah. it's Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That, yeah. But he doesn't like look crazy. He doesn't. Well, he looks handsome. He. You devilish. He looks devilish. <laughs> uh, Pull some devil shit right away. <laughs> yeah, right away he makes out with this woman at a table and, and exposes her breast to the table, which I was just like, I'm not into this. I don't know why. I, That's I, how I felt. I'm like, is this what the devil would do? <laughs> like, is this, I'm like, yes. this doesn't seem like it's the just, devil I know. <laughs> then he just, pulls some devil shit right away. <laughs> Up the whole fucking restaurant. Yes, he just kills everybody. Blows up the restaurant, including yeah. the woman he just molested. Molested in front of everybody. Uh, so then we meet Jericho Kane, depressed, mm-hmm. essentially introduced like Martin Riggs in Lethal Weapon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true. Basically, exactly the same. Yeah, where he's got a gun and he's clearly suicidal, um, but then his buddy shows up and says it's all going to be okay, yep. and it's time to go to work. Let's. Mix some booze with Pepto Bismol and a bunch of and pizza and Chinese food. It was it's, it's very Haverchuk. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah. well, oh yeah. What do you think? Of, uh, what do you think of like the the name Jericho Kane? It's a little on the nose. JC, JC. Yeah. It also just feels very. Just the name itself feels it's a biblical. Lot. It's a lot. Um, I mean, it's literally two <laughs> biblical words. Yeah. Uh, the. The, no one calls him Jerry either. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock plays. Uh, I read this just uh, on the internet. Okay. In Southland Tales. Yeah. Um, a weird movie. Kind of on some last action hero shit. We're like, it's. I think it's awesome, but also like a little over its skis. Uh, the Rock plays a character who is most well known, most identified uh-huh. by a character he plays, and that character's named Jericho Kane. So That's like, interesting. yeah, like people will call him Jericho Kane, like people call Dwayne Johnson the Rock. Okay, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's kind of weird. An alter ego of sorts. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, but like everyone knows he's this. Yeah. His name is Boxer Santoro. Okay, so his name is Boxer Santoro. Of course, okay. he plays a character named Jericho Kane in the Jericho Kane series. Yeah, people call him interchangeably both. Yes, um, that's. But but using the exact same name as a character in this doesn't Southland Tales is after this. It doesn't seem like a accident. Oh, you think that Richard, Richard Kelly, Kelly is a might big like end of this weird ass movie? Yeah, sure. I love I love Richard Kelly because I believe he might like End of Days. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so Jericho and his coworker Bobby Chicago. <laughs> 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 Bobby Chicago. You don't think this movie is good. <laughs> You're an asshole. This movie is one of the best. This is, this movie just went up three this points. <laughs> Bobby Chicago is the best name of ni- uh, best character name of 1999. Will not believe the rating I give this movie. You might. I won't. You might end the podcast. <laughs> So uh, Bobby Chicago and him are, are assigned to protect a possessed banker, uh, mm-hmm. basically the the guy that uh, that Gabriel Byrne is in the body of. Sure, the Eggersuit. Uh, the Eggersuit, exactly. Uh, and then there's a priest named Thomas Aquinas. 
<laughs> they make no mention of that. <laughs> they just say his name a lot. It's his name a lot. But it's like, I think that. It's just a normal name. Just it's another not. name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I thought that the fucking aerial photography of this sequence of of the shoot of the shooter, the whole like mm-hmm. sniper thing, but then all that I was like, this shit looks amazing. It looked amazing. It looks so good. And I mean, I guess that's what a hundred million dollars in nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one seventy today. Yeah. It's insane that they spent this kind of money in this movie. End of days. Uh, it, was, it was the end times. It was. What What sort of security company do you think this is? I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm very... I they had a know. chopper at their disposal. Yeah, they did. They they just, I was like, where the <laughs> going on? Yeah, that's why I thought he was a police yeah. police officer. I, uh, yeah. It was crazy. I was like, guys, this is for a banker? For a banker who we know nothing about. And never find out anything about Nothing about. Doesn't matter. Uh, so Jericho captures Thomas Aquinas. Literally. So that's the sequence we were desca- describing earlier. Like, yeah. he's on Thomas Aquinas, who, by he the way. He goes through some shit, let me tell you. Like an, he looks like, yes, he goes through some shit. <laughs> he looks like, see, I, this is another thing that I love. Because, like, he has a mask on when he shoots Arnie from the fire escape. Um, he shoots Marnie in the Bulletproof Fest. Yeah. In the back. No, in the we're, front. Was because he, Kevin oh. and Polly pulls off the right. shirt. Yeah. Anyway. All right, he shoots Arnie. Shoots Arnie. And he has his mask on, and he goes to the roof, and they get a chopper. They get to the roof, and he like he looks like the he looks like an old homeless man. Yes. And I'm like, oh, the gag is they got the wrong guy. Yeah. No, yeah. no, they got the right guy. So he runs off the roof and goes to jump, and Arnold, rappelled down from like a bungee cord, is like like basically like like hovering along the roof and catches him as he's about to fall off the roof. That's great. Again, if you don't like this movie, like you just don't like movies. <laughs> Don't, you don't you don't enjoy agree, the medium. I agree, I agree. What are you doing? What are like, you doing? I don't know. Go <laughs> like like this. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, a great go great watch, sequence. Go it's watch only- Room or whatever the fuck it is you watch. Like go watch. I want to also just state that this is all practical. Go watch Carol again. I mean, like <laughs> right. I think that, that go watch some Lonergan. Like, what are you doing if you don't love this movie? This whole action what sequence monster is wouldn't like this movie. All done in camera. There's, I mean, except for some of the close-ups of Arnie, for the, which looked like there might have been some green screen. For the most part, this is all practical. I, I, the reason I want to say that is just because part of the reason why this movie works is that they don't rely that much on special effects, except when they or, need to. Yeah, CG stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Jericho tells. Arnie, after he shoots him, or before he shoots him, that the thousand years has ended. Not, the dark angel- not Jericho. Who told him? Sorry, Aquinas. Aquinas. Yeah. The thousand years have ended. The dark angel is loosed from his prison and says that the girl is central. Jericho shoots Thomas Aquinas, who's arrested by the NYPD, although they tell him uh, that he has no tongue. <laughs> yeah, so like in... <laughs> So he, he, he really is kind of like, he really becomes like kind of a cross between mm-hmm. the, uh, the sloth guy yes. from seven. Which is a hundred percent ripoff. And three things I would say. The sloth guy from seven. Sure. The, um, the, the, the burnt up guy from usual suspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and this is in the future, but guy pierce from memento. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he gets that later. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
So Jericho and Bobby investigate on their own. They learn that Aquinas was trained by the Vatican and sets New York before disappearing. They go to Aquinas' apartment. They find his tongue. They find some messages written all over the place. And um, uh, C.H. Pounder. C.C.H. Pounder. Pounder, Sorry. Uh, Marge. That's her name. Mm -hmm. She arrives, forces them to leave, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Christine then sees a crazy guy on the subway who we've seen who looks like the guy from Prodigy. Yeah, he was the... With these weird, like, blonde kind of dreadlocky things. Like, these tight dreadlocks. Yeah. He's, like, albino. Yeah. Um, he was the guy you saw in the trailer. He yeah. Any memory of this movie... It's that guy. It is that guy's yes. face. He has it's a kind pan of a, across him on the yes, street. Yes, yeah, he's yeah. kind of a lazy eye. You can't miss him. Yeah. There's no one who looks like this guy. It's true. So, so he shows up he on the shows subway. Up on the subway, and he starts talking to Christine and talking about how he's going to fuck you. He's going to fuck you. I'm assuming talking about the devil. Yeah, and he has like he does not have a voice you'd expect him to have. No, surprisingly, like soft spoken. Like, he's going to fuck you. <laughs> he's going to fuck you. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, she then touches him, and he shatters in some sort of like a glass kind of situation, like a CG glass it's thing. Seen like honestly, this is <laughs> this is really really splitting hairs. But it was almost like a China situation. Sure, sure. Like yeah. see, he shattered like China. Uh-huh. <laughs> like a China face. still talking. China His shattered face. face is saying, is still laughing. He's going to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that she, she uh, apparently um, hallucinated this entire endeavor. Yeah, which makes sense because I never really expected like the devil or his minions to use the word fuck. No. It doesn't seem. It seems classless. Classless. Yeah. It's a little colloquial. Uh, we then realize that, fornicate you. that Christine's being watched over by the He's doctor you. and the nurse from the hospital, Udo Kier, and the, and the nurse from uh, Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. yes. um, <clears throat> nurse. are overlooking her mm-hmm. and sort of making sure that I don't – I guess they're just making sure she doesn't die, die I guess. I really don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just protecting her until the last hour of the millennium. Movie. Right. Uh, then Jericho questions Father Kovac, who's played by Rod Steiger, who's actually really good in this movie. It's great. Uh, and basically he says, you know, how can you really know anything about God or the devil if you don't believe in any of these things? It should be said that if it, if we haven't said it before, that Jericho doesn't believe in God now because of his family being murdered. His wife and daughter were murdered. Yeah. Rod Steiger is tasked with delivering all the exposition. It's and throws it all away. All in the absurd. Yeah. And like, whatever. But he does it in a way that... You can tell the Rod Steiger's like, yeah, I'm not really going to act in this. Like, I'm going to be Rod Steiger. You can put me in a priest's outfit, but I'm going to say all these lines in a way that is very kind of flippant in the best possible way. Yeah, I agree. Because otherwise, like, it's just, it'd be terrible. It's a, it's a nice little trick to give someone with a real great voice yeah. all the exposition. Yeah, because you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, I like hearing him talk. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, then we get one of my least favorite scenes in this movie, which is uh, the devil... And a wife, daughter of a friend threesome situation. It's it's an unnecessary sex scene uh, with bad 90s drum and bass music in the background. We'll talk about the soundtrack because we need to talk about the soundtrack mm-hmm. at some point. Um, but uh, it's just it's just fucking lame. Like, well, there's just, also something very weird happens. Well, he starts m- melting them together or something. Like yes. he, it's all CG bullshit. Uh, and it's not it's not sexy. It's done bad green screen stuff's going on. It's just you just don't need it. Um, but it's like ooh, the devil. He loves to fuck, but like that's not I really guess. like. I don't know. I I just didn't buy it, and I didn't. I didn't. It's gross, and not in a in like a cool way. 
it's gross in like a devil's advocate way. Yeah, it just doesn't make any. It certainly it, it just doesn't make any sense. It didn't make him scarier. It just made him kind of like it made him lamer. Honestly, yes. there's a little bit too much of a a twinkle in Gabriel Byrne's eye in this performance. If I'm being honest, it's a little bit too like winky devilly at times. Um, it just it, it verges on Al Pacino in Devil's Advocate. Like it, it gets to that place. It, this movie t- tonally exists in a weird place because, like, in Devil's Advocate, yes, camp behooves the movie. Yes, you know, yes. like if you play this movie campy, it would undercut the movie. Oh, for sure. And you, so, and that's why I feel like he's walking that line. And I think, like, I, mean, I, I think that, yeah, I think there's a performance he could have given that would have been campy, that people would have been like, oh, oh, oh that's so great and hilarious. He's taking the piss out of this sure. ridiculous movie, and like people would have been like, you know, kind of like Devil's Advocate, like you got to see Pacino in Devil's Advocate, but like everyone else is like. I mean, the rest of the movie, you're like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a ridiculous movie. Pacino just kind of turns it into a parody. That could have happened here. For sure. And they definitely use him as the quote-unquote comedic relief in this film. As the devil always is. As the, you know what I mean? They, they're trying to sort of, because it's such a sort of absurd premise, they want to kind of take the piss out of it a little bit, which I'm, which I'm fine with. Just you, a little bit, but just, though. But because, like, the like there's the too much. The shirt. What? That he that he's like nice. No, he's got some fucking sat- satanic mm-hmm. shirt, and then the kid like gives him some. Oh, yeah. so he like makes him get hit by a bus. Yeah, that was cool. I like that. <laughs> hey kid, um, sure. I didn't lie to him. I, I didn't, didn't mind that. I just uh, I the, the way I really feel is like this sounds crazy. This movie's too legitimately good. Yeah, for that to shit. be like undercut by like you know I'm too good for this camp. Which is like what I think Pacino's doing in, in Devil's yes. Advocate. He's like, if I'm going to show up, I'm going to have fun. I don't care if you have fun. Right. I don't he's think just, Gabriel Burns doing that. I think I agree Burns. with that. I don't think he's going as far. It's just it, it sometimes breaks that. But it, Devil's a tough character. Uh, Satan shows up to Thomas Aquinas's hospital room, mm-hmm. uh, fucks with him a bunch, and then crucifies him on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and somehow Thomas Aquinas survives that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thomas Aquinas has been shot several times beaten and also is an old is man an old man yes. <laughs> survives being crucified on the ceiling yeah they pull him down they realize that he's had his skin he's been cut, cut up, up and his and they're and using basically they're writing with knives i guess essentially like cut words into his chest yeah <laughs> and by the way Still alive. Yeah, no, he's he's a tough, tough son of a bitch. And then he's shot by a cop. <laughs> <laughs> and then a cop shoots him in the face. He so Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> yeah, he does it. Oh, that cop was no, like he was a Satanist. Yeah, he was a Satanist. But uh, <laughs> so he has it written in his chest or carved in his chest. Yeah. Christ the, in New York. This is the worst part of the movie. It's not great. Christ in New York, which like Christine in New York, Christine York somehow. Arnold that like leap is it's one of the worst leaps in the movie. It's one of the worst leaps in 1999. <laughs> well, because it's it's a moment where in my brain I'm like, you could have got there. Just give me the scene where he gets there. Like, like I just need to see the shoe leather. But they're just like, fuck it. I think it's Christine York. And you're like, but the- <laughs> in Batman Forever, sure. He, like the way Batman figures Enigma. out Enigma, it's fucking great. And it's like that's the worst, but it's, it's like the a, best. It's like it's like a big riddle. Enigma. Edward Enigma. Edward Enigma. It's like, no, pass on that, Batman. You're a fucking detective. Do better. But but my point is that, like, I wanted that scene in this. 
Like, say what you will about That's whether- what you got. He's no. like, Christ in New York. Christine New, no, New York? Christine York! Dude, it's totally different. The scene in Batman Forever is Alfred and him doing fucking word puzzles and figuring out his riddles. And then he puts together the Enigma. Oh, that's horrible. But it's, it's true. All, that's, it's this all, walk and talk down a hallway. But they, what they literally say is like, it's all, it's like all part of a big enigma. It's better than that. You're not it's, giving it its due. They, no, it's, it's like, it's like a riddler and a two-face in it's, Gotham City, like a big These are two enigma. different fucking movies. Ian Edward. You're talking about Nick. a Batman movie. You like Batman better than this? Batman Forever? Yeah. Batman Forever is a more fun movie than this. My point is, literally, it's a sentence down a walk and talk down a hallway. It's not, it's, it's not the same thing. I'm, I, I agree that this is terrible. Okay, good. The, by point of comparison... Yes. I also think that Batman Forever is terrible. terrible. Fair enough. And it's lasted with me my whole life how terrible it is. Okay. Uh, Jericho and uh, Bobby Chicago find uh, Christine in her apartment. They save her from murderous Vatican nights, Mm -hmm. as one does. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mabel refuses to bring her directly to Satan. There's a whole CG Apple thing that I don't really get. Just the idea that she sees visions and Jericho can see him too. But like the vision they I see think, is like a bunch of people crawling out of an app. <laughs> I guess. Well, I mean that's that's a little that's a little biblical too, you know. Uh, okay, is it? Yeah, the the Garden of Eden, the cursed oh, apple, sure, 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 sure. the okay. snake. I mean, there's a lot of like devilish shit. Sure. But um, but yeah, I I think there might have been a hint because all right, so they say to they say basically like Robin Tunney, you were chosen. Yes. And Gabriel Byrne was also chosen, yes. right? It wasn't an accident to go to like the first like devil looking guy. Like they chose that body a long time ago. Mm-hmm. There's this idea that Jericho was also chosen by the good guys. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So, yeah. you know, it wasn't just an accident that he happened to be the right man, right time. Like he was going, always going to be the, um, I mean, there are a lot of people like this in movie history, but the one that reminded, the run, one that reminds me a lot of it is, um, Corbin Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Fifth Element, like that, he was kind of chosen too because he was the one who was going to fall in love with Lilu. So, <laughs> and love is love is the fifth, fifth element, of course. Yeah. So, in this one, there's no love, fortunately, because that would have been not good. No. Um, but yeah, he almost kisses her at the end, which is weird. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. she, devil, the devil, she's a real babe. Uh, I mean, he, 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 he is, and he's, he was possessed he's by the possessed, devil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Satan arrives, blows up Chicago's van. Killing him, setting the house on fire, or at least we think he's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mabel, so there is an amazing, maybe my, the moment that kind of made me laugh the most, cause it's just like, why is this happening? Is so Mabel is now sort of like superhuman Satanist power or whatever, and she's like throwing Arnie around this room and they're having this fight. And she raises like a bust over her head, and Ernie goes, Oh shit. <laughs> it is. I, I can't do it justice, but it is a fucking hilarious moment that I don't quite know why it's in the movie. This, this, he seems so weirdly fallible in this film. This is the weirdest fight. <laughs> like, so I, if you lined up a hundred million <sighs> people, she it. would be the last one you would pick to fight, to fight Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Which is great. <laughs> yeah. Which makes yeah. it great. She yeah. fucks him up. She fucks him up. But yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Jericho is able to defeat her. They get uh, Christina to the house. Satan enters the house, kills Mabel for failing him. They escape. Um, 
we would then realize that Marge and the other officer, so CCH Pounder, also Satan. So basically, here's one of the, I would say, logistical flaws of this movie. Sure. Is that we can't physically tell when people are Satanists or not, other than them straight up telling us, which isn't great. From a storytelling device, like you almost just wish that the audience was alerted to it with like a flicker in their eye or some shit like that, as opposed to having to actually hear say, someone hear say some, it. It's, it's yeah, just, it's annoying. It's fair but it is what it is. Um, Satan infiltrates Jericho's apartment, showing him a vision of his family's murder in an attempt to try to get him to give up where Christine is at. Mm-hmm. We talked about this a little bit earlier. I think the vision sequence is actually pretty effective from a storytelling yeah, device and from a directing device. Yeah. It's just that, unfortunately, Ernie's it's out of Arnie's range a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree. But I, I actually do quite like it as a storytelling device. I did, too. It's a good way to kind of get out that, it's effective. that shoe leather of what happened. It's, it's which visual, is, which, is which a, I appreciate. Yeah. And rather than dumping it in Bad Expo, which is sort of kind of what they hinted at earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. we actually get to physically see it. It has a very sort of like, you know, ghost of Christmas past, future, yeah. whatever thing. And it's, it's not sort of just, you know, it's not just a, a fucking flashback looking at a picture or some shit. Like the devil's doing it to fuck with him. Yes. And uh, I mean, real quick, the idea is like he ratted out some bad cops. And the bad cops came and killed his family. Yeah. As they do. Yeah. So. And it's 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 done well. Yeah. Um. Uh, then Chicago comes back and when he comes back, any audience member with a brain would be like, huh, seemed like he was blown up in that van. Yeah. Um, turns out he's a bad guy. He kidnaps Christine, takes her to this sort of subterranean church thing. Um, which again, like I can't sort of stress this enough, but like there's a lot of wide shots in this movie that are fucking expensive. Yeah. Like, Two, three hundred extras in a subterranean thing. Yes. Where you're just like, they pop out and you're like, Jesus Christ, they spent a lot of money on this shit. Um, but I mean, it's great. Uh, the Cardinal and these knights try to kill Christine. Jericho arrives in time. Satan tra- kills all the fucking clergy. Um, Chicago kidnaps. Well, we did that already. Um, great shot of, so now we've got Jericho in an alleyway having the shit beaten out of him. Mm-hmm. And that crucifixion of him. Yeah. Good shit. Yeah, I agree. Looks, Looks really great. fucking great. Yeah. They string him up, they beat him, and they put him on this, like, I don't even really, like, a sort of, it's like metal and chains and shit like that, mm-hmm. and they pull him up, and the lighting of the flashlights and the rain, it's just like, it's just good stuff. Yeah. People slept on this movie. Totally. Um, great Wrong mood. mind. Good shit. Uh, Satan leaves. Kovac resurrects Jericho because I guess Jericho died in that moment. Mm-hmm. But that's not made clear. But no. it doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, they go to the layer that's underground layer that we were talking about. Uh, Jericho rescues Christine, again kills March. Uh, Chicago attempts to like stop Jericho and then Satan sets him on fire. Yeah, but he, he, he doesn't kill Jericho. He doesn't. Like, he like shows, Jericho yeah. is able to like kind of. Yeah. Talk him off the ledge, yep. and then Satan sets him on fire, and it's an amazing man on fire. It's a crazy man on fire. Yeah. It's awful. Like, you really actually- For a while. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Um, so that sucks for him. Uh, Jericho and Christine take off into the subway. This, this is going to sound crazy. Yeah. I feel like this is a movie where, like, everything went right on the shoot. <laughs> you know what I mean? There are a lot of- Badly- in theaters. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Like, there are a lot of things that are like, I can't believe how good that, that never yeah. looks good. It never looks you good. You know, it like, looks like CG shit. 
Yeah. And there, this doesn't. No, this looks like a guy got, on fire. Yeah, which happens. I mean, I, yeah. I've been on yeah. set when we've yeah. done that. It's scary as it's fuck. wild. Yeah. You're just like, this is wrong. We shouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are we doing this? <laughs> Why are we doing this? Uh, <laughs> on, on Station 19. Uh, oh, you must do it all the time. It, there was, well, it, in the episode that I remember, we just put a guy's leg on fire. Okay. And then, like, he runs around screaming, and you're just like, is he acting? Yeah. Is, oh, he, yeah, is he in no. pain? And you what wouldn't know doing? the difference. It must be yeah, some kind of safe word. You would hope. Uh, they get into the subway, <laughs> and the subway sequence is also fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's, it's fucking awesome. crazy. That's what I mean. This movie is a fucking freight train. <laughs> it crazy. never stops. Well, from this point on, it's definitely on fire, for you know, lack of a better way of putting it. Um, so they have a big fight. They're fighting Satan in this uh, in this subway car, um, and he's he, we're now starting to see the wear and tear of the vessel that he's in. Thankfully, yeah. he's been burnt alive and blown up and he's starting to show his wear and tear uh and then the explosion of the train of of the actual train car that staten is in looked practical now it might have been a model i couldn't really tell Mm -hmm. but it looks fucking fantastic uh so they blow him up again and of course he survives um but he realizes like i can't use this body anymore and then he becomes (laughs) that shimmer again yeah uh, can't use that body anymore. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention one of my favorite moments in this is the way he kills the train conductor. He bursts through his. Oh, fu- it's so good. <laughs> he bursts through his yeah, fucking. Bursts through his body. Punches through his body yeah. and is holding his heart. That's actually one of the most screaming. surprising. That's the, I mean, that's like in terms of spooky yeah. shit. Like yeah. that actually gave me a little bit of a jump scare because yeah. there, there are a few. Yeah, but that's the one that I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's it's a great moment. Yeah. Uh, so that happens. No, there was like, what? That was another moment where I'm just like, whoa, this movie really came to play. <laughs> what, are you guys, what are you guys doing not telling me to see this movie? <laughs> so he You're punches all wrong the, and dumb. The conductor kills him, obviously. The explosion's yeah. crazy. Uh, Jericho and Christine escape to yet another fucking church. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yes, whatever. Ch- church churches. churches on top of churches. Uh, where he renews his faith in God, prays for strength. Uh, Shimmer shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, oh, so then he turns to the big fucking monster thing. But before that happens, there's a fucking great moment where the pews all start rippling. Yeah. It's just a great – it's, again, a huge fucking wide shot. I love this. a destruction of a church. It's great. Also, like the – you know, they're, like something's happening with the windows. Yeah, like they, all they the, start shattering. All the sh- – all the, uh, the – Stained glass. Stained glass windows just start shattering. Like It's really – it's, it's again, like – It feels like what would happen yeah. if the devil was destroying a church. Yes. And it's all – again, I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but it's all practical. Like mm-hmm. this is this is real set shit that's being blown up. Anyway, big monster comes out of the ground, which is – pretty cool yeah it's not bad but then he just kind of like just dives inside arnie yeah new new vessel new vessel so the possession kind of silly unfortunately doesn't play great doesn't bother me i actually like it he grabs her arm he pulls her to pulls her to the pew or to the uh what would it be called in in the bema in a temple (laughs) (laughs) it's like a concrete slab um and and he, he talks directly to the the Jesus statue and says you died for nothing. This movie, come on! Yeah, I know, I know. Right, right before that, he threw his he threw his gun down too. We neglected to mention. Yeah. So like, yeah, like that's kind of this weird meta moment. It's a it's a great moment where on some level you feel like Arnie's saying like, I'm not that guy anymore. Yeah, I can't be that guy for you yeah. anymore. It's, it's 
It's great stuff. Powerful. Then Satan takes over his body um, and tries to get him to rape Christine, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jericho is too strong for that shit. Yeah. And says, run. And she's able to. And then he, not in the most graceful way, throws himself on that sword. It's a, it's a very Arnie throw. Throws so. himself on the sword. But he does he, it in he, a very he, like, like it's, yeah. a little, it's a little crazy. <laughs> but he does. He but throws he himself on the sword. Like there's yeah. a sword. Like I don't know why there's these a fucking, statue. There's a fucking statue of the sword. Like, well, you know, you, yeah. you get one. <laughs> get uh, one every movie. a couple in this one. Yeah. Uh, there's a statue of the sword. Like, so he throws himself on it and he dies. Catholics are weird. Sees his wife and his kid. Um, yep. As does Christine. Yep. So, which I think is, if I'm being honest, that's kind of the only way you can kill Arnie is that it's that he gets to be reunited with his family, and it's also worth it. Yeah. Like, like totally, it's like great. It's yeah. just yeah, like the, that's the promise of the movie yeah. with a supernatural. The promise of a movie with a supernatural edge mm-hmm. and dead family members is that you will be reunited with those family members. Yeah, if you do anything else. It's a nice thing. What are you doing? Yeah. Why are you doing this? So uh, I loved it. I love this and movie. And this is all cross-cut, by the way, with Times Square, Times Square. And, and Midnight, Some New Year's. Some incredible God statue. It's crazy. <laughs> like, no, I mean puppet. Yeah, like yeah. an incredible puppet yeah. of God. Like like That's controlled by 20 people. Um, <laughs> this fucking movie. And the, and the world is saved. This and is essentially my yeah. Y2K movie where you, we you, people, normal yes. people have no idea what happened yes. in saving the world. But yeah. like Arnie saved it. Yeah. Um, it's, and I don't need, I don't great. need to do my Y2K movie anymore. We're going to do the Y2K oh, okay. movie. I mean, we have to do it, right? Yeah, I want to. I, I want I to. I don't well. need to. Yeah. I, I want to. Um, so let's rank. Well, first of all, let's do our top five Ernie's. Sure. Uh, er, Ernie's. I'm going to just keep. Our, our producer's named Ernie. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks I'm a lot sorry. like he Ernie. So like Ernie. he always. <laughs> Ernie's face just he looks, like, he's like, I don't know what's He looks happening. just like Ernie. Uh, our top five Arnold Schwarzenegger films. Um, I have six. I have 10. Uh, all right. Do you want to do your? Do you want? Do you want to do your bottom four? Uh, Last Action Hero, Eraser, Twins, and then like a big jump. So those movies, I think, are all good. This is seven. End of Days. Wow. Seven. Okay. Yeah. I'd put. I. You know what? Weirdly, I would also put End of Days at seven. Yeah. Like a big jump. End of Days. Good movie. Yep. Okay. Uh, what's your six? The Running Man. Mine's Total Recall. Okay, mine is higher. That's higher for me. Okay, five. Uh, Terminator, Kindergarten Cop. Okay, mm-hmm. four. Terminator, Last Action Hero. Okay, three. Kindergarten Cop, Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs> Two. True Lies. Same and T two. Yeah. Yeah, so just from the top, it's T2, True Lies, Total Recall, Terminator, Kindergarten Cop, The Running Man, End of Days, Huge Jump, Twins, Eraser, Huge Jump, Last Action Hero, and I don't know if I like any other Arnie movies aside from that. I mean, there are people that love Predator. I don't. I dislike Predator, and I think I'm in the like the minority. I I, I, my whole thing, as I was going through his filmography... I was like, I've seen these movies, but I haven't seen these movies. Like, I, as everybody Commando, knows, I worked in video Conan. stores. They were always like on. Yeah, there was a Commando. There was a Conan. There was like uh, uh, Cobra. Is that him? No. no. Red Heat? Red Sonia. Red Sonia or Red Heat. Didn't he have to do something like that? Or He did Red with, something. With, with uh, Belushi. Am I making that up? Um, yeah. Anyway, long story short, I've seen these movies, but I haven't seen these movies. I have no interest in rewatching them. They're all kind of in my brain. Um, these are the only ones that have any real lasting 
impression on me. Um, the the top three being uh, the ones Red, red Heat, Red yes, Zero, right. um, Teach You True Life, and Red Sonia. Yeah, all right. So Red Sonia yeah. and Red Heat. Yeah. Long story short, Arnie has had a really interesting career. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know if he ever gets the thread back per se. Doesn't need to. He's you know he's, old. He is. No, I know. I'm just no, no I'm, I'm, I'm. It's a serious question. Do you know how old this man is? Sixties. Uh, this man. <laughs> this man is I don't seventy-two know this man. years old. Okay, so yeah, he's an old man. He's an old man. Yes, he's done his time. That's right. Just, uh, so should we rate this? <sighs> so this might be my biggest jump from ninety-nine to today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe that. So in 99, I probably would have given this him a 30. Cool. It just didn't really leave much of an impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I truly never thought about this movie again. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I gave it 30. Before the podcast, I wasn't sure. I knew I wanted to recommend it. Mm-hmm. And that was basically the only thing in my head that I was like, this movie's good. You guys shouldn't sleep on this movie anymore. But I also was like, how much can I ride or die for this film? Mm-hmm. So I gave it a 51 before the podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to crawl up into my, into my sweatshirt. So after this podcast, I'm at a 73. All right, cool, cool. That's where you should be. That's good number. Yeah. This, it was, cause I, and I, I mean, as is the case with a lot of these movies where, you know, they were lambasted at the time. Um, I kind of come in here thinking like, I wonder what Kenny thinks of it. And yeah, I mean, together you got me up to a 73. Now, All right, man. <laughs> I got to I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. Okay. Cause I came in here preparing to lie. Oh no. But I, I, yes. Uh, what'd you give it before the podcast? Well, after the movie, uh-huh. I gave it an 88. <laughs> then yesterday, like this morning, yesterday morning, I'm like, I cannot go on the podcast and give this movie an 88. Yeah, no, that'd be crazy. So I revised down to 84. Okay. okay. But I left my two word review of it, which is fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you landing? I'm going back to 88. That's crazy. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, I'm going Bobby Chicago. I'm going back to 88. I got to tell you, man, I just fucking like, <laughs> I, I just really love this movie. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I mean, I did too, but I, this, you know, 73 is a good number a for number. you. Yeah. Um, I, it, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I, of course, like part of me wants to be controversial, but like, I can, you can see the way I, I, I mod- modulate myself. Like, 100%. I'm like, I can't do 88 because it's end of days and it has 11 on Rotten Tomatoes. So I'll go to 84. That will make my point. <laughs> that will get the point across you that I love Chicago's name again. You're like three more points. This was a, yeah. like, we didn't say one bad thing about this movie on the podcast. Like, well. like, we we were not a little nitpicky, really, but yeah, not really. Like not really. Not, nothing that actually like made me mad or upset. Yeah. Like I truly love this movie. There's so few, so few movies I don't pick up my phone during, and I only picked up my phone during this movie to take notes. Yeah. Outside of that, like I just watched and enjoyed this crazy ass millennial movie. Expensive, not mo- millennial. You know what millennial, I mean? Yeah. Um, expensive 
Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, yeah. which is also to say like every movie I have above it yeah. is 89 or higher. Yeah. You know, like Running Man is 89 or higher, like Kindergarten Cop. These are all 90s and above. I, I, so, I think it's great. So before we go, let's mm-hmm. just talk a little bit about the soundtrack. Because it's I don't much to say. Like, well, but just except, really, really except quickly. that, like, it blows. It blows. <laughs> well, it blows on a level that's worth talking about for a second. Because sure, it's, yeah. it's a moment when, um, the, one of the bigger things was that it was the first Guns N' Roses song in oh, a very that's long true, time. That's true. So it was Axel, basically just Axel, mm-hmm. uh, making a song called Oh My God, which I guess played over the credits. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, but let's just. Corn, Everlast, Limp Biscuit, Prodigy, Rob Zombie, Power Man 5000, and Creed. Let's rank those bands. <laughs> where, what, where, where do you? I don't even really know where to start. All right, so, I mean, all right, so the, the, the good ones in that crew, Prodigy. Um, Sonic Youth is on this as well, which is. All right, let's say, let's, let's ignore Sonic Youth yeah. and Guns N' Roses. Okay. Um, there's also a band called Professional Murder Music. I don't know them. Never heard of them. And frankly, I don't know what to do with Power Man. <laughs> So, uh, Prodigy, Corn, Everlast, Limp Biscuit, Rob Zombie. Let's do those. And, and Prodigy Creed. and Creed. And also there's, all right. So Prodigy's number one. Prodigy's number one. Uh, Everlast's number two. Probably Corn number three. Uh, I like something, but I think Creed is better than Corn. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Cry- yeah, I don't know, man. That's Corn. All right. So I, I think Ernie, you do you have thoughts on this? Who's better? Creed or Corn? Creed's garbage. So is corn, man. But corn had like corn. There wasn't anything like corn. Is Creed is Creed last for you? No, Limp Bizkit's last. Limp Bizkit has one of the only good songs of '99, the cover of Faith. First of all, that's just you. We did a podcast on on Britney Spears and how much you loved those songs. I know the. I know that I like one of them. All right. Point is the cover. The cover of Faith is good. Fine. Fine. The worst band of, of this list? I just, I think that Creed, the reason Creed edges out Limp Bizkit for me just slightly is that at least it's just, it's, it's sappy Christian music. Yeah. But like, sure. As opposed to a bunch of like They're all shitty bad. bros talking about like Nookie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do it, man. Limp Bizkit's bad. Corn is weird because corn, <laughs> uh, like corn was like kind of considered. Yeah, I, well, they were huge. Good and cool. Oh, 100%. Like Limp Bizkit was never considered good and cool. It's like people just kind of like didn't know what to do with it and just kind of like let it happen. But don't you think that the Mission Impossible 2 thing made Limp Bizkit kind I actually of think cool? That's, I actually think that's kind of a good song too. Um, maybe I like Limp Bizkit. I don't know. I, I did it I, all for maybe. the nookie. I think you do. Come on. Um, I mean, when we do our Limp Biscuit episode and we do a deep dive into Limp Biscuit, you're gonna find out that maybe I like Limp Biscuit. Like, by the way, you might convince me of things about Limp Biscuit that I this that is I'm terrible. I don't know what's happening. I mean, the name me. of the band is Limp Biscuit with a Z and a I. I have a lot bigger issue with the limp part. Sure. Um, Either way, I wanted to talk about the center just very briefly because it's yeah. it feels like a moment. Yeah. It kind of captures in a soundtrack a moment in music that we should all. F- obviously burn (laughs) but like it's a thing and it's 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 kind of a nuts moment where and i it's nuts that these people yes were trusted yes with a hundred million dollar arnold schwarzenegger movie it was a bad moment for everybody it was a bad moment it was the end of the millennium it's it it 
it's really, I think, first of all, we like this movie. It's clear as day. We both really like I this movie. I love this movie. Kenny loves this movie. I really like this movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, but it also is sort of encapsulates the end of a lot of things. Yes. Maybe the totally end of days. Yeah. Um, but it encapsulates the end of a lot of things. And this soundtrack feels like that too. In 99, these guys yes. never really got yeah. past this point. I understand why in 99 people were like, not this. <laughs> yes. But not having like, you know, three to 10 years of this kind of shit, like yes. constantly on HBO and Showtime and TNT and whatever, um, in a vacuum, this rocks. I agree. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> what do we do next week? Well, <laughs> Angela's Ashes. Um, <laughs> Angela's Ashes. Which kind of feels a little bit in keeping. Religious. Oh yeah, it's religious. Well, it's Irish. It's Irish. It's Catholic. Sure, I, I could do an Irish accent. Um, we have Lola Kelly. Lola Kelly. Irish. It's, it's, it's a, a it's, great episode. We did it. It's a, a great episode ago. on Angela's Ashes. That's pretty good. It's, all, it's, all right. it's not bad considering. We could, yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, and Angela's Ashes. So Angela's Ashes next week, <laughs> based on the on the beloved. Ernie thinks oh. it's an okay accent. It's not that spooky, but you know, okay. is it a spooky? <laughs> a lot of bits from Kenny today. I'm gonna, uh, dude. It's eight o'clock. I'm in a mood. Um, but uh, it's a good episode based on the on the beloved Pulitzer Prizing memoir, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Frank McCourt. Uh, Frank McCourt. Uh, I think it's a really great episode. We it's talk a, a lot great of episode. Lola gives us, thankfully, a lot of insight into Ireland and into Ireland. its history. And, uh, and, and sort of what works about the film that perhaps we weren't attuned to and what doesn't work in the film. Um, but overall, I thought it was, it's, it's, it's a great episode. Great episode. Um, and, uh, and then we, we throw to another sort of Irish film after that. God, we're doing like a, we're doing a Catholic. It's kind of like a Catholic trilogy so this is our 101st episode yes. 102nd is ireland yes. 103rd is ireland irish americans and then we're doing our uh 52 and, and review 52 and review part two yeah uh we got a just a just a great it's a lineup good, it's a good lineup i, I can't believe should we going, say what the other irish film is no no let people figure it out together themselves. okay yes yeah uh, it's an irish american film ish irish right. american film and also like what if the bible was real shit so like also that is true I don't think the I Catholic think, League think, would be would be mad at that movie. I agree with that. that. Yeah, I think that that's interesting. That End of Days, Angel's Ashes, and this other film all really kind of hinge on this idea of what if Catholicism is real? Yeah, like like yeah. <laughs> Weird. It's an interesting thing. Weird. Uh, next week, Angel's Ashes, Lola Kelly. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.